it is already summertime. So officially I did not make the calendar schedule to wrap up the spring 2019 season of the Sportsball 69 and Un-American podcast about football metaphysics. But I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna finish the spring session in the summer. I'm always late, that's why I'm un American. Takes me a little extra bit of time to get things done. Summertime here in America, and a lot of people think it means the off season for the football, meaning soccer, meaning football, you know, soccer. But there's a lot going on right now. You got the Women's World Cup. You got the Gold Cup for North American national teams. You got Copa America and South America. And you got the African Cup of Nations. I like the African Cup of Nations, but I'm going to save that for the summer season when I get into the African clubs. I don't really care for the American team too much, men's team at least, they all look like a bunch of assholes, type of dudes I would have been in fights with back in high school. I actually know a couple soccer dudes from back in the day that's all pro-Trump, make America great, and that kind of fits in my opinion. So I'm more likely to root for Mexico in the Gold Cup, excuse me, Copa de Oro. Anyways, spring 2019 season of the Sports Ball 69, episode 4, we had a system, we means me, Raven Mac, the dirt god. Shout out to Bookie Brown, Blue Gold Beats, Working Man Records for the backing track. Shout out to my partners in football metaphysics, Neil and Paul. FYI, we got footballmetaphysics.space as a website now. But the metric we used for this was how many games a team had played in the European Champions League over the course of the last 17 years. In the first three episodes, I had worked up through the first 49. So now I'm gonna continue with number 50. And I'll be honest with you, we getting down to teams from smaller countries that you probably ain't really heard of too much. These ain't clubs getting to the final. For example, Sports Ball 69, number 50. Victoria Pleasing, Czech Club. Now, I want to make a very important announcement because I have neglected to mention this up until now. I love railroads. And now that I love football too, I think it's important that I honor all those clubs that started its railroad teams. 
Victoria Pleasant and the Czech Republic is exactly that type of club. They were founded as a railroad club. One of the best teams in the Czech Republic. They've been to the Champions League five times since 2010. Six out of seven of the past seasons they've been in the Champions League twice making it to the group stage. They kind of like the third best team or the third choice in the Czech Republic. The two big teams are Slavia Prague and Sparta Prague in the capital city. This is in a different city. This is kind of the alternative choice. And the funny thing about the Champions League, the 2019 to 20 season has already begun. The preliminary round began this past week. And in fact, Victoria Pleasing, they will be lined up against Olympiacos from Greece in the second qualifying round in like two weeks' time. Three weeks' time, the end of July. Sports Ball 69, Club Number 51. Hey, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to mangle some names. But, you know, I don't care. I mean, I do care, but I don't care. I can't learn every language on earth. I'm a dumb American. Number 51 is Quarabog FK. This is an Azerbaijan, Azerbaijani, Azerbaijani, as it's a club from that Azerbaijan place. In fact, Quarabog Stadium was where the Europa League final was held just previously. The Chelsea won. Steams from the steps of the Asian plains. They're called the Horsemen. And allegedly, allegedly, when they had to play Celtic a few years back, in the, allegedly, they conducted a goat sacrifice in the locker room. So I just have to say, I'm all about a club that is called the Horsemen sacrifices goats. I hope they ate that goat too though. I love goat. Eating it and having them. Goats are cool, man. Nations that have goat clubs and clubs that sacrifice goats, that's my level. That's what I like. Like, in fact, there's probably a Venn diagram between how much you love soccer and how much you eat goat. And, like, nations that are high in goat consumption and soccer appreciation probably probably go rank highly on the dirt god scale. Carbog made the group stage of the Champions League 2017-18 which was interesting because it meant Roma, Chelsea, and Atletico Madrid all had to travel to them. So Chelsea's got history there. I don't know why they was complaining for the Europa League final. Anyways, 
car box already lined up to take on Partizani from Albania in the first qualifying round of this year's Champion League in about two weeks' time. Sports Ball 69, number 52, Legia Warsaw. Now, I should say, I am one quarter Polish, even though it's all filtered through the Appalachian Mountains and American mongrel nature. I do have a grandfather on my mother's side who was the son of Polish immigrants with the last name Fisher, which likely was one of them cases where they was like at Ellis Island, they was like, what you do? I fish, I you Fisher. I have attempted to enjoy Polish football, but it tends to be somewhat fascist in nature. The supporters tend to be kind of right-wing and fascist. And actually, Legia Warsaw is probably the most popular club there. And it was started literally from a military legion during World War I, during the First World War. So the supporters have always been really Polish nationalists, really right-wing, which interestingly enough meant during communist time they were anti-authoritarian, but they were still right-wing. People don't really realize that sometimes you think authoritarian always means right-wing, but there have been times, places like Poland, where the anti-authoritarian people were ultra-right-wing. Polish soccer and hooligans kind of freak me out because you can look it up on YouTube and they have really good fights. Like they have really good hooligan fist fights on YouTube between Polish supporters. But it's like weird, man, because they live in these housing blocks. You know, it's basically like European housing projects. And these dudes all like love graffiti and listen to rap, Polish rap. But they're all like right-wing and racist too. That's just fucked up to me. It kind of fucks up my whole perspective of what things are supposed to be. Sports Ball 69, number 53. FC Astana, a Kazakh club. They were only formed in 2009 and they're actually owned by a company that owns most all the like big industries in Kazakhstan. They've been season champs five years in a row there and in fact are tied for first right now. Again, they run a January to January season, not like the off kind like most of the world already scheduled to take on CFR Clues from Romania in the first qualifying round, but most notably, they made the group stage in 2015. That meant Atletico Madrid went there, so that means the two kind of out there former Soviet republics that made the group stage recently. Atletico Madrid had to travel to both of them. Sports Ball 69, number 54. We're going to Norway for this one. 
Rosenborg BK. This club was founded as Odd. O-D-D. Odd. Probably pronounced differently, but it reads to my English eyeballs as Odd. And the nickname of the team is the Troll Children. So this is a club that was called Odd, whose supporters are called the Troll Children. That's top quality Scandinavian metaphysics right there. They've been the champs in Norway four years in a row, won 26 total titles, and in fact, there was a period from the late 90s to the early 2000s where they went to the Champions League group stage 11 times in 13 years. But they haven't made it since 2007. The only time they made it past that group stage was in 1999, back when the Champions League had a first and second group stage, and they made it to the second group stage before getting eliminated. Sports Ball 69, number 55, Fenerbahce, back in Turkey in Istanbul. It's named for the neighborhood on the Asian side of Istanbul. My man Andre Ayu played for Swansea City. He played there in Fenerbahce this year when they was trying to dump off some of that payroll. Victor Moses from Nigeria, he also played there this past year. They got 19 Super League titles, but uh, they hadn't won since 2014. Mostly though, when you think about Fenerbahce, you gotta think about their supporters. Kill for you, that's what they call themselves. Kill for you. Anti-police. There was this English dude, Graham Sunis. I don't know how to say his name, some English motherfucker. But he coached Galatasaray, which is like the bitter rivals of Fenerbahce. And he kind of underestimated the heat and that rivalry. And he planted a Galatasaray flag in the middle of the Fenerbahce Stadium back in uh, 1996. So people was mad like crazy. And I'm talking Turkish crazy. And there's this one supporter of Fenerbahce, a legend, one of the all-time hooligan, crazy-ass supporter legends in football history goes by the nickname of Rambo, Rambo. So my man Rambo, after the English dude had planted the flag for Galatasaray in the middle of the stadium there, Fenerbahce, two years later in 1998, when they went to play in Galatasaray. Now here's the thing about these two clubs when they play, it's like Pyrotechnics, fires, flares, crazy, insane environment. My man Rambo went out into the middle of the field with Fenerbahce's flag to do the same thing that the English dude did. Except for my man Rambo, 
also came equipped with a big ass knife. He dropped the flag in the middle of the pitch there in Galatasaray Stadium and then held everybody off at bay with his knife. Like I'm talking the other team, police, anybody who came out, my man Rambo was just waving the knife at him. That is an all-time football supporter moment. That's Fenerbahce, number 55. Sports Ball 69, number 56. It's Marcel. 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 I don't know, man. I don't really care about pronouncing words right sometimes. Olympique de Marcel. They're number 56, it's a French club, and they play in a velodrome. A velodrome is like one of those big bicycle stadiums, which is kind of weird to me anyways. I mean, I like riding a bike, but not in a big-ass circle like that. The owner of the club is Frank McCourt, who used to own the Dodgers in America, American baseball. He ended up having to sell him because of all sorts of complications after he had a divorce. I bring up Frank McCourt because usually U.S. ownership of European soccer teams, a.k.a. football clubs, is a bad thing. I would assume it's probably the same. That dude Frank McCourt also owns the L.A. Marathon, which is weird to me. Like, how do you own a marathon? But he does. Marcel finished fifth this year, so that means they ain't playing in shit in terms of intercontinental tournaments. Sports Ball 69, number 57, right back to Turkey, right back to Istanbul, and Besiktas. So if you think Galatasaray and Fenerbahce is the big two, it's kind of like a two-party system. Galatasaray is the team for the elite. Fenerbahce is more of the people's team. Besiktas is like the third choice, the alternative. And their supporters, their supporters group is called Carsi. And the A in Carsi is an anarchy symbol. Kind of gives you an idea of where they are. They are far left supporters and that kind of puts the tone of the club in fact like they're one of the few Antifa anti-sexist anti-whatever-the-fuck supporter groups you'll find in Eastern Europe in 2013 in Turkey there was a lot of protests around a park in this neighborhood because um they were going to develop it, do urban development, take this public park away, and the people just started protesting in the streets. The supporters, Carsi, the supporters of Besiktas, they were like one of the main groups in it, even though the, the protests were non-centralized, didn't really have a leader, kind of like how the Occupy movement happened, uh, Ferguson, a couple other things. There was no central leadership, but Carsey was a big part of that the whole time. And Boogie Brown on the beat, man. I love them blue glow beats. 
Sports Ball 69, number 58, Club Brew KV, it's a Belgian club, they got 15 titles, it's the second Belgian club, it's made our list behind Anderlecht, who's like their main rival, they finished second this year, or this past year, in the Belgian league, so that means they start in the third qualifying round of the Champions League here in about a month. They've had six group stages in the Champion League, including last season, where they finished third behind Borussia Dortmund and Atletico Madrid, and they transferred into the Europa League from there. And, um, you know, it's like one thing about football metaphysics is kind of like human metaphysics. Like, I know. I'm never gonna be rich. I know I'm never gonna be famous. I know I'm never gonna be super successful because I'm a dirt god. I was born a piece of shit. I've worked hard to not be a total piece of shit. So I'm only a partial piece of shit now. But I ain't never gonna be like world famous. You know what I'm saying? Like that thing that anybody could be anything that's a lie dirt god like me ain't never gonna be anything that's kind of how i feel about some of these clubs at the lower end of this list because if they get to the group stage of the champions league that's like a big deal for them and then beyond that they're usually getting transferred down to the europe that's a good year like that's a good year for a lot of these clubs like that's not a big they don't have notions higher than that they don't think they're gonna make it to the champions league semifinals ever you know what i'm saying so i guess in terms of football metaphysics human metaphysics i think of myself as a transferring to the europe elite type individual Sports Ball 69, club number 59, FC Spartak Moscow. Spartak Moscow was the people's team um, in the Moscow rivalry of the old Russian League, Soviet League. Dynamo Moscow was the police force, CSKA Moscow was the Red Army force, and Spartak was considered the people's team. They've got 22 titles, and in the first decade after the collapse of the Soviet Union, they dominated 9 out of 10 titles that first decade. This past year, they finished 5th in Russia, so they're going to be in the Europa League. And a weird fact about them, they never had their own stadium until 2014. They just kind of bounced around other stadiums wherever they could play. Historically, their big rivalries, Dynamo Moscow, but um, since the fall of the Soviet Union and the start of the Russian Premier League, seven of the top ten audiences for football matches has been Spartak Moscow versus CSKA Moscow. Sportsball 69, number 60. I mentioned them in the first episode. 
Red Star Belgrade. I mention them because this is like the top club in Serbia. In fact, they were the top club in the Yugoslav First League before the dissolution of Yugoslavia. 19 titles there. Um, Dynamo Zagreb and Red Star Belgrade had a riot because of visiting Red Star Belgrade fans. This is back in 91 and that's eventually what led to Yugoslavia falling apart into like eight different countries. The supporters of Red Star Belgrade called Delige, I don't know how you pronounce that, D-E-L-I-J-E. It's uh, Serbian for the Brave Studs. These were the dudes who went to Zagreb in Croatia in the early 90s. It's like 3,000 dudes led by a guy named Arkan, and they just ran roughshod, went crazy. And, and that a riot started then, and that's what led to the fall of Yugoslavia. They also have within the Serbian League something called the Eternal Derby. There's a few things that have Eternal Derbies, but them against FK Partizan is considered the Eternal Derby in Serbia. They actually will be playing against the Lithuanian club, Saduva, in two weeks in Champions League early qualifying rounds. And they have like by times two the biggest stadium in all of Serbia, Red Star Stadium. Um, it's like twice as big as the next closest stadium and like triple, four times bigger than all the other clubs in the top league. Sports Ball 69, club number 61 is the New Saints. Now the New Saints is a Welsh club and uh, they had a, a town name as their club, but uh, after like half a century, they got sponsored by a computer company called Total Network Solutions. So they became Total Network Solutions, like they essentially sold their name. But then that company was sold to a larger company in Britain in 2006. So they tried to sell, they literally tried to sell the name and rights to the club on eBay, but nothing came of it. And they ended up just going with the New Saints because it kept that TNS title. And I guess it was homage to the old clubs that they used to be. They're one of only two full-time professional clubs in Wales, which is kind of funny because, like, I follow Swansea City. You got Swansea City, Cardiff City, Wrexham. There's a couple other Welsh clubs that play in the English system, and they're professional, full professional teams. As far as Welsh teams in the Welsh League, it's only two full-time clubs, and New Saints is one of them. So, like, these, like, the best team in Wales would probably be, like, sixth or seventh level British uh, English soccer. My bad English people, I ain't mean to say British. I guess English people don't care so much as non-English people. I used to know a Welsh dude, and if you said British to him, he'd like piss him off. Most non-English people prefer not to have that British title. Anyways, the new Saints have won the Welsh League eight years running, and they're going to be going 
going up against whoever wins the preliminary round of Champions League, which is going on now, which is the four smallest countries. Winning clubs will have them like a little one-on-one tournament. And that means they either going to play FC Santa Coloma or uh, the uh, Kosovar club, which is the only second year in Kosovar has been recognized as a country. It's not recognized as a country by the UN, but a lot of times countries will work to be recognized as a um, soccer entity first. So Kosovo now, further dissolution of Yugoslavia, is an autonomous region of what used to be Yugoslavia. It's now recognized by UEFA and FIFA, and eventually they'll use that to try to be recognized as an actual country. Sports Ball 69, number 62. I don't know how to pronounce Greek, so this is Panathinaikos. It's an old Greek club with a Shamrock logo, so it looks like something. They the oldest club in Greece. Most importantly to me, because they wear green, and they're an old club, the alternative jerseys are neon green. I love bright green jerseys. That's important to me. The first year of the metrics we're using for this 17 years ago, they actually did make it to the Champions League quarterfinals. I don't think you can see a Greek team do that anytime soon. But then again, right now, we live in a time of corporate dominance. Once the global economy falls and the world starts to collapse, it's not like people going to stop playing soccer. So you might see like Red Star Belgrade make it to the Champions League final it's like a place where crazy ass people still play soccer good sports ball 69 number 63 is hjk helsinki they the only finnish club they are finnish club finnish means finland they the only finnish club to ever make champions league group stage i was looking them up something that's weird about them is their crest hasn't changed in over a century so they got like a super old school logo that looks even beyond the 1970s butter brand logo 29 titles including the past two years and they currently sit second in 2019 standings they will be going up in the first qualifying round of the champions league against the faroe islands club called HB Horvshan. I don't really know what they about, but I gotta mention them because they got a dope-ass black and red crest with a brown hammer hand. In fact, I'm probably gonna make that beat up logo of Sports Ball 69 Episode 4, so if you happen to be one of the weird motherfuckers who made it this far into the podcast, that's what that logo came from. Sports Ball 69, Spring 2019, number 64 is a Swiss club called BSC Young Boys. Young Boys. So if you're looking up soccer team names and you see Young Boys and that seems weird, you can know now they're from Switzerland. Sorry, I got lost in the beat there for a second. 
young boys made it to the group stage last year. They finished fourth. They was in the same group with um, Juventus and Manchester United and then Valencia from Spain. So they got to play Ronaldo and they got to play Pogba. So that's exciting, I guess, for these young boys who probably not really young boys. It's probably like a 34-year-old midfielder on the young boys, which is kind of funny. Sports Ball 69, number 65, Maccabi Tel Aviv FC. So that's always weird to me that like Israel and the Israeli Premier League team is seen as part of Europe. Like, you know, and I know they can't play with the Arab clubs around them, but it's just the metaphysics of football doesn't really honor the geography of, of the actual earth. So Israel is put into Europe in terms of soccer more because of a cultural sense than a geographical sense. Maccabi Tel Aviv actually existed 40 years before the Israeli state did. They have a star David in their crest and one of the most popular teams in Israel. They had their first title as a club in 1936 in what was then called the Palestine League, which was mostly what would be considered Jewish clubs, and then there was a team called the British Police. They are the defending champs of the Israeli Premier League, so that means they will be going into the second qualifying round against either Astana, who we talked about earlier, or CFR Clues from Romania, who I believe we also talked about earlier. I can't remember all this shit, though. Sportsball 69, number 66, AC Sparta Prague, another Czech club. There's three movies actually based on the supporters of this club, which I find interesting. Like, how many movies is there about soccer team supporters? Probably not a whole lot, but for some reason, there's three very specifically about the supporters for Sparta Prague. That makes me think that perhaps there's a good encouragement of the arts in Prague, and it's well known to be an artistic city. Although also my boy, uh, the singer for Lamb of God, Randy Blythe, he actually got like put in jail there for a long time. So I used to always think of it as an artsy city, but then when he got held there, now I just think about him being in jail there for a long time. Sparta Prague's made the group stage three times during the period we are covering here, but not since 2005. Finished third last season in the Czech League, so they are in the Europa League, not Champions League, not Championship material. Sports Ball 69, club number 67, F91 Dudelang. So 1991, first of all, they in the country of the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg, which is a small country with the motto, we want to remain what we are. Three clubs merged in 1991 to create F91 Dudelang, and, and Dudelang is the fourth biggest town in Luxembourg, just to give you an idea. 
is population 19,000. So that's smaller than this little ass city I live in. Since they formed, they've been first 15 out of 20 years and second the other five. They're usually always in the qualifying rounds against other small clubs, including this year against Valletta Maltese Club. But last year they actually qualified for the Europa League group stage by beating CFR Cluj. And when that happened, a Romanian newspaper declared it the biggest shame in the history of Romanian football. Sports Ball 69, club number 68, is AEK Athens, Greek club. I don't really got nothing to say about them except for I always be looking for goalkeeper tops just because I like the bright, ugly GK kits and I like the long sleeves. And AEK Athens always shows up with like some dope ass combos. If I had money, I'd probably buy nothing but GK tops, but I'm a broke-ass dude. If you don't want me to be a broke-ass dude, you can support my Patreon. Ain't nobody got this far in the damn podcast hearing me talk about my motherfucking Patreon. But I got a motherfucking Patreon. Patreon.com. Raven Mac. We got footballmetaphysics.space. My boys Neil and Paul are up on that Bama with me. You can Venmo me money at RavenMac23 if you want. Just drop some money in my pocket. Anyways, I'm going to wrap up the Sports Ball 69 Spring 2019 Un American Football Podcast football metaphysics with this club number 69 which is Lille OSC a French club I kind of got a aversion to French clubs women's world cup quarterfinals happens tomorrow at the time of me recording this USA women's team versus the French women's team I'm torn because I kind of like when the US loses because I'm un-American fuck U.S. soccer, but also the Women's World Cup is definitely a place where you can see colonialism still in practice. European clubs actually, European nations actually have some decent women's teams at times. The rest of the world struggling to keep up. USA is like super colonial, corporate colonial, new breed colonizing system. So, of course, our women's just dominant. The men can't do shit in the U.S. team. I'm actually more excited about the African Cup of Nations, which is going to be good segue. This wraps up the spring 2019 season, and I can let you know the summer 2019 season of the Sports Ball 69 is going to be coming with 69 clubs using the same metric for 17 years from the African Champions League and I'm going to take y'all around Africa to the top 69 clubs over the last 17 years and you ain't going to have heard of like but three of them I bet but fuck it it's a podcast you're supposed to be learning some dumb shit 
or listening to me talk some dumb shit. I mess all a podcast is. It's like talking into the telephone by yourself. I'd rather shut up and listen. But you can't listen to a podcast if you're trying to have a podcast. Alright, my name is Raven Mac. Dirt God. You can find me, Dirt God, Raven Mac, by Googling that. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, railroad tracks, anywhere on earth. Tell the crows where Raven Mac at. They let me know. Footballmetaphysics.space. The beat ran out. I ran long, but I wrapped up my spring season. Salam.